Okay, now back to 1990. Mm. Uh, my least favorite R&B albums. Your least favorite record is it? Uh, I think my least favorite R&B album is not Virtual Eleven. It's Fear of the Dark. <laughs> Fear of the Dark is mm, the worst album to me, but I can't say least favorite. I just think it's the worst album. You know, it's a bit of a different nuance there. But worst album, Fear of the Dark, I would say. The thing is that I sometimes just forget Virtual Eleven exists. I just remember, you know, just the tracks. But it is kind of fine to find it again, I think, you know. Yeah, especially the transition from Virtual Eleven to Brave New World. That's a very good transition. Like, when the whole album finishes and you're just Brave New World starts, you're just, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have more in common also than, than you might be led to believe, you know, because mm -hmm. there were songs, you know, overlapping. They're very tight in time, Virtual Eleven and Brave New World. Uh, there were songs written with Blaze, like Mercenary, for example. Uh, Dream of Mirrors, I believe, was also written uh, mm -hmm. with Blaze. I think uh, Blaze himself told that you know three songs were leftovers from Virtual Eleven. Uh, I read somewhere that Blood Brothers was a leftover as well. Yes, yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So it's, I mean, a big part of Brain and World being so good is that they kind of snuffed Virtual Eleven of its best songs in a way. You know? The problem is that I, I'm really not the biggest fan of Brave New World. Oh, well, oh you're yeah. not? Oh, that's fighting words on this podcast. Not with me, but like we've you know, had so many guests that have it as their favorite <laughs> record. So many guests. Like I do not dislike the album, but I really don't understand all the fuss about it. I think a big part of it is about uh, nostalgia. Uh, maybe because I wasn't around at that time to understand what the comeback thing mm -hmm. could, you know, the role of it. That well, it there's a thing it. I've been repeating lately that you might want to like comment on. I think it's the most important record in their entire discography, this brain yeah. world. Um, you know, the role it played, it was really massive. Like, it, yes. it was yeah. a game changer, the, what, totally. The most important, because but, Number of the Beasts, you know, again, they didn't know that that was going to be big. They didn't know. They just made a record. But Brain New World, they knew that it was hit or miss. You know, it's the, the, the chance they have now, like getting a bit older, reuniting, Bruce leaving his solo career. Uh, they have to make a good record. So it's the most important record. How good it is, yeah, that's up to the listener, of course. But uh, I think that could weigh in on so many people uh, favoring Brain New World that it's such an important record. You know, it's a big game, you could say. Yeah, it's definitely a very important album. It's very big, and I think they um, did a really good job, you know, creating a proper comeback album, not just you know mixing their old stuff and just going on a tour and everything. But yeah, I think it's a display of power for sure. But it's mm -hmm. not my favorite record, so I don't mind a, a bit of critique on it because we get so much praise for that record on this pod by guests and co-hosts uh, <laughs> coming in. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I get surprised on how many have that as their favorite record because for me, it's not even top. Seven. You know, I, how I uh, realize which record is my favorite, I just take a look at, um, you know, which tracks and which albums I usually come back to. And uh -huh. Brave New World is not one of them. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah maybe I listen to it like three times, four times in a year, but it's very... 
few compared to other albums that I listened mm. to. I, I think we have talked about it, but what was your favorite record? In top favorite is uh, Somewhere in Time, A Matter mm. of Life and Death, uh, Senjutsu. Uh, mm. I don't know, Senjutsu is uh, kind of new still. Maybe yes. it needs more listen to. Um, If you're ever on again, we should be, have you on for a Senjutsu track. That'd be interesting because we haven't talked about that album at all, I think. I mean, even in emails and stuff. It wasn't released when we started. I think uh, we talked about uh, writing on the wall when it was released. Oh, yeah, when it was new, yeah. Uh, but it was before the album. Yeah, we haven't discussed anything else on it. That'd be interesting to do. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I had no clue, actually, if you liked it or not. Uh, I'm glad to hear you like it. I like it. I think it's a good record. Uh, I liked it. I think it was a good record. And I told you that I was trying to catch up with the pod. And mm-hmm. How did it go? A lot of <laughs> catching up to do in a short time. Yeah, How did it, it go? How far in are you now? <laughs> I, I'm still not finished. There are a lot of episodes left. But some days ago, I was listening to uh, the episode on Death of the Celts. And I just feel that you gave that song a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I it's just don't a, like it. It's an okay song. It's not bad. It's clumsy. It's a clumsy track. Come on. <laughs> I think that. I think that. Um, depending on my mood, it's immortal. Sort of live forevermore. Well, speaking of which, <laughs> like, that's not uh, good. It's not good. <laughs> no, but speaking of which, uh, apparently, uh, Mr. John D. Uh, spent his last sort of thirty years, his last sort of thirty years in life, he's trying to immense himself in sort of sorcery and that kind of stuff and the mm-hmm. idea being he wanted to be able to communicate with angels and so to to sort of unite angels and mankind the sort of pre-apocalyptic so to mm-hmm. sort of stop the apocalypse now since we don't have an apocalypse since the apocalypse hasn't happened you know we can only assume he succeeded then right there we yeah. go let's move on yeah. <laughs> that was a good a good one eric I like I'm waiting for, yeah, the, whole, waiting the whole John, John D thing that was, was great I'm stuff. waiting to sure that in for a few minutes yeah, yeah that's <clears> what I needed this this Wednesday Mm. Is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday, yes. Now we kind of uh, scrolled through the discography there for a bit, and we're ready to mm. go for no prayer for the dying. No, it's no well, longer speaking of discography. No, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's no longer uh, my least favorite, or even the bottom three. I don't think I, I've come to like no prayer more. Uh, Eric, where is it for you? Long I time think, since we talked um, about prayer. I think we haven't talked about that record for a while. No, we haven't. Um, I like it better than I like Fear of the Dark. I think Fear of the Dark is more bloated. There's stuff on there you don't, you wouldn't necessarily... You could tighten that record down to quite a bit and make it a lot better. Um, but there's also stuff on, on No Prayer I don't care for, really. Like we, I think, infamously, I think I've, I've made my feelings very clear about The Assassin. Um, but Yeah, uh, neither you or me likes it, which makes it so fun that it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not for long, it ain't. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not uh, for long. <laughs> But like this one is also one that is also was a weird. This is a weird one we're getting into today. Um, Mother Russia, yes, a yeah, very weird I f- one. I feel very weird. I feel I understand. Well, you know, this, this actually, Fatia, may I take it away because uh, I yeah. think we we've already alluded to what we think about this song a few times. But uh, is it is it shit? It's not shit, but you know, it's it's like a leftover from Seven Sun. It, the it, intro for sure. The uh, intro feels uh, like that. Even yeah. the solo section. I I think I wrote about this in one of the lyrics that how much the solo section on Mother Russia is similar to that the solo section in Seven Son of a Seven Son, the title track. That is true. I don't uh, think it's a leftover. I I just think he's 
imitating himself actually like uh, how do they do when i wrote those epic tracks you know i'll try that again i don't think it's a leftover i think it's just you know a poor imitation or you know second yeah maybe it, that can occur too second. because but yeah. it doesn't make sense because like you know they had this big uh, argument that we don't want to um follow the path that we did on seven sun and sovereign time and then they come yes. and create mother russia which has nothing to do with the other tracks of um, no prayer it's a bit uh, off the time though like 1990 because you know the cold war type thing yep. so thematically lyrically it it's fits on no prayer i think fits quite well the actual theme i'm not saying the lyrics because we'll get into those but the actual mm. theme i think fits but actually what bothers me is that it's five minutes that's way too short for this kind of you know grandiosity the grandiosity kind of falls on his belly when it's like five minutes feels like it's just a you know okay yeah epicness done cool that's not uh, how you make an epic no, you have no. to build you have to build and you have to subtract and you have to that's the point get, get on a journey to do this um, no exactly and then one short hard rocks songs yeah and, and then you shouldn't use that type of melody work i don't think it's yeah, like it's, I, it's, I think it's, it's a weird a, combo but it's not it's shit very I agree inappropriate song in this album it doesn't fit here but it's not a bad uh, song it's not my favorite but it's not a bad song and it doesn't uh suit the album in my opinion I agree on all that. Yeah, I, I totally agree on all that. Yeah, um, I agree on all that. Okay. Also, I would add that like the parts by themselves, I don't think any of them are that bad. Not to me. To me, what's bad is the construct of the song, like how it's put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I was just doesn't uh, work. I mean, also after Seventh Son, where it works so well, the title track mm-hmm. and the album sequence at large, my favorite record, of course, uh, biased mm-hmm. in that way. Forty-four minutes is just perfect sequence. And then this comes in. It's almost like a. Is these the same guys? You know. It's very sad because it's I, so I goofy. Like in a way. you know, the whole no prayer, fear of the dark thing is really sad because you know these are the people that created the previous albums, and <laughs> this is what's left yeah, of them. Yeah, the, t- the two previous, you know, and then those two. That's uh, an interesting. But I mean, that's also something fun for for nerds like us because. You get a story of the band, you know, with ups and downs. It's like you know, it's like all legendary all the time. It's a human band, right? So mm-hmm. I think uh, I like No Prayer a lot for that reason. It feels like a human type record, like maybe you know, a little bit getting up in age and maybe worrying a bit: Are we still cool? And uh, I don't want to do another fantasy record because that's not cool in 1990. Uh, let's do a, a rocker. Uh, let's sound a bit like Guns N' Roses, but. We're made, and you know, it's like a compromise and an identity crisis. We've said before. The worst part was that you know, uh, as I have read in the you know articles and interviews that are left from that time, because you know at that time I wasn't even born. But um, the worst part for me is that you know they were trying really hard to say that no, we are not following the mainstream thing. We don't want to be. Mas- um, you know, appealing to the crowds and everything, but I think mm. that was the exact thing they were trying to do. Yeah. That's quite often the case, I think. Bands, like, completely bullshitting their agenda. I don't think it's up to the band <laughs> to say such things. It's not a good choice for the band to say that. They shouldn't say anything like that. Like, we're going this, we're going that, we're not going this, we're not going that. They should just do it, I think. Well, but of I mean, course, it's Iron Maiden, and people are going to ask them, so, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously they got to say something. They're, you know, that's that's the way that's. Uh, there, there are artists that choose to say nothing actually <laughs> upon such questions. Yeah, but I think I think especially 
in that era. Yeah. There's yeah. there's no way you could get away with that. No, no, you're right. right. Especially you you could maybe get away with it if you'd never done anything like that before and you were you were very you were very hidden and very secretive the whole way through. But if they hadn't been up to that point and then suddenly they are, then the people are just gonna you know, it won't work, I don't think. Yeah, like a random off the top of my head, an artist like Prince, I don't think he would ever explain where he was heading with the record. No, but that's also the way he was all the way through. If yes, he, if he yes. was, yeah, yeah, if he, that's why I thought of him when you said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Maiden have been known to, be, they have been asked to say, but I don't, I don't know if they want to actually, if they want to do that, if it's part of the, uh, the like when you, when you put an album out on the market, if it's important to to come out and say, you know, we're going back to the roots, uh, because that's never a good thing. You should never say that. It always well, again, backfires. Like it always backfires. And every band that's like, we're going back to the roots now, it's like, oh, fuck, here we go. It's going to backfire. I, I, I'm sure there's, there's there's examples. I mean, again, I can't think of any. But I, Sankt Anger I is pretty good. Huh? Yeah, yeah, but they never, said they, were going, they never said they were going back to the roots, did they? No, uh, that mentioned something about it, but it's not a back to the roots record, but it's, uh, no. but it's back to brutal, I guess, or something. It's back to basics, you know, taking away the, mm. the rich production and maybe trying to do that. I think Death Magnetic is the one where they really go back to the roots, and that's, my least, that that's my least favorite record of Metallica. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So uh, generally, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, it's like something Greg said uh, recently on on my other show, so far so pod, so what that uh, or our show me, uh, that uh, you can only break that wall once, right? You know, if you make a if you redo the old thing, it doesn't have as much power, even if it's as good, because the wall has already been broken. For example, on this topic, yeah. even if it was as good as Number of the Beast, it'd be a worse record. Because the also, wall is like, already down, you know, yeah. and all, aiming for the dis- same. We've also sort of discussed multiple times in this podcast that that given what was going on music-wise, there's probably nothing they could have done that would have worked out entirely. They're, they're, I think people sometimes think that that had Bruce not left the band, had Adrian still been in the band, they would have sort of, that, that sort of, um, the years that were kind of, you know, the, the Blaze years that were maybe not quite as... Uh, uh, prosperous, those wouldn't have happened. That, that still could have happened, even with Bruce still in the band, I think, because just the way music was at that point. Yeah, and I think even with Adrian in, it could have been as bad because I think he was on another track, right, with the AOR type thing and all yeah, that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So he needed to do that, and yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it's easy to say when everything is said and done that it was supposed to happen this way. It's hard to imagine something else, but I really think it was. I agree with you. Mm. So... Yes, let's start with the music this time. Yeah. And we can do a bit of lyrics as we go. There's way less lyrics in this song compared to the one we just did. Way less. Yeah. They're pretty brief, I actually. Lyrics. Where the fuck? There it is. Fatia, may you want to add something or should I just hit it? No, hit it. I'm just counting how many mother rushes we've got in this very short lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I heard this, and I actually really liked the intro the first time I heard it. But you know, now I know what comes after it. <laughs> but this is at least not like a complete copy of anything of, of, of uh, Seven Sun. It has a bit that of that true. grandiosity, but it's not a complete copy of any song. This is a, a fresh idea, I guess. Yeah, 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 that's... 
this one is, but you know now the choir comes in. Yeah, this is a derivative of pretty much everything. Uh, this part, it sounds like every song. Like you know, uh, I'll play an example. Uh, this one. Something that's a Spanish caravan doors and a classic song that I can't recall the name. Probably Spanish or Italian song. Very known. This part is uh, yeah. It's, it's, you should, I I, don't, I can't sign off on it. It's not inventive. It's like very. It's, it's corny because it's like here comes the epic uh, minor part that sounds like wintry. Uh, I like the first intro a lot. The second intro I don't like it very generic the most generic i've ever heard i'd agree with that it, it also it's 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 um i don't know i mean i, I guess now now I, uh, I when i first heard it i don't think I, I i saw it that way at least not that bit that's true me neither me neither but um but it's very generic the first one though <laughs> uh, I, I like that quite a bit uh, because yeah. it's just guitars too uh, something i've heard in bands like dissection for example you know uh, uh, the somberland you might be familiar with eric oh yeah that, I think that's a cool move. Not very often done. Usually, you know, it'd be some cymbal hits or bass drum hits, maybe a ringing bass note. But this intro is only guitars, so it makes it sort of black metal-y, not in, you know. Isn't there, isn't there a bit of bass on the? Da, 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 da? Or maybe yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's so high up on his bass. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this intro, I haven't given it any credit before, but now I, I really dig this intro. Like three years ago, we were visiting, uh, we were in St. Petersburg for a friend's wedding. Huh. I recall listening, listening to this on the on the train as we were rolling into the city. That was, that was cool. Should be pretty nice. I, I went there, uh, I think, 2020, just before the pandemic uh, really hit. Yeah. yeah. Is, is Russia a neighboring country of yours? Do you have any borders to Russia? I think we've got some, um, you know, sea borders from the north. Okay. But it's very little. So, here comes... This is what I really, like, hear in my head when I think Mother Russia. Because this, you know, this is the Cossack dance, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of corny, actually, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it only... I only... And yeah, it I gets agree worse the, when Bruce starts singing. Like, yes, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, the melody. I'm... That's just... Actually, this is what people here that don't like Iron Maiden, that this is what they sound like, you know. People that are like, Iron Maiden is a corny band and it's just, you know, like geeky. This is, to me, this sounds like Iron Maiden sounds to them. Like, it's, it's uh, almost a bit embarrassing, actually, to be honest. I get what you mean, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a bit embarrassing. I think everything we've heard so far, besides the vocals, uh, would have been fine had the vocals been something else. <laughs> I, what it is, you know. It's just cliches across the board. Cliche after cliche, that's what it is. And then uh, this... Uh, yeah, that's the intro bit again. But it's a bit cooler well, now with the shugging guitar. Yeah. I like this more here. I just think that the, the song melody is so corny and so just ridiculous that it makes everything else feel ridiculous as well. It's like ridiculous... You know, like it, it, and then they just switch that to another also, key. That's also pretty cheap. Uh, it's not exciting. So I'll let this part play out, and then we'll be about halfway. 
which is interesting. Such a weird song, really. I seriously don't like Bruce in the 90s. Angry Fox. <laughs> the Angry <laughs> Fox mode. He's really bad. And, you know, I think he's not really engaged with the lyrics and the theme of the song. I mean, he doesn't care. He's just singing them because it has to do his job. Oh, it's a very short song. Four, it's four little pieces, really. So, Mother Russia, how are you sleeping? Middle winter, cold winds blow. From the trees, the snowflakes drift and swirling around like ghosts in the snow. I guess that's okay. Better than what it sounds, you know. Better than the you music know, it I think projects. The lyrics are not bad, but they're not best um, Steve's lyrics. Like he could do a lot better, in my opinion. But they're not bad lyrics. Maybe he wrote it quite quickly. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's a funny thing with the Swedish Wikipedia page for Our Maiden. This is like, for some reason, the Swedish uh, pages concerning singled out tracks. And for this one, it says, like, this is a song Steve wrote, you know, for Russia becoming Russia again after being the USSR, being Soviet. Mm. And, and then it just says, however, the Russians think this song is bad and see it as a... It wasn't dishonor. What could it be? What word am I looking for, Eric? Well, what is it in Swedish? Um, I, I totally see if that article is still point. up. I because mean, it doesn't hold up to the Russia as this big, great country. It's like a disgrace. Yeah, a little bit, right? Because it's supposed to be a tribute, this song. You know, it's somehow like... Um, not totally like the lyrics to Alexander the Great, but it gives me the same feel. Like, he didn't know what to write, so he just started like pinpointing some things, bullet points. Russia is cold. <laughs> Russia is cold. Russia is uh, ancient. It has... Russia is ancient. Mm -hmm. Dance of the Tsars. Yeah, yeah. Be proud. Like, now it's free. Turning the ties of history. It's really not good lyrics, in my opinion. The first two verses are fine, but the rest of it is not good, in my opinion. I've always thought so. I would say that the only thing that kind of nuances it a bit is that when I read it, it comes off better than when I hear it. And that's mm -hmm. usually the <laughs> other It's usually the other way around. Most commonly, you know. So yeah, that's not a good sign. Usually, <laughs> you want no, a song, I guess. I guess it's not. Now so it has come, freedom at last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why have it? Freedom at last. Let's see where we are here, because uh, I'm at the, I'm at this extensive Swedish Armenian in Wikipedia. Uh, let's see here. Actually, my old band, we were removed from Wikipedia. We had an article, but we were not deemed big enough, so we were, got removed. That's a Aww. kind of a dick move. Oh. It was already up there. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you have to remove it? Something about having more streams, I think. Uh, uh, maybe that article is gone, just like my old band article, because I can't find it now. But it was pretty much what Fatima said, but it was just in Swedish, it was for, um, uh, kind of phrased in a funny way that, you know, this was a tribute by Steve, but uh, Russians find it uh, a disgrace or a förelämpning. Insult. Insult, yeah. Russians find it ins <laughs> insulting. And I, I find it funny because I can see like Russians quite easily get insulted maybe. Yeah, I mean, coming in here with heavy stereotypes, I just feel yeah, like they I get mean, insulted more easily than 50% of the world. Don't ask I me think why. that, yeah, there, there, yeah, there's no, I mean, yeah. There, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just seemed like a bit of an angry crowd. I have Russian friends, by the way. Uh, me too. I've never seen them dancing with stars and holding up, you know, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Maybe that's maybe they sort of take umbrage with that. So those sort of stereotypes. That's not necessarily what's 
But yeah. my friends in Russia and in Eastern Europe, I think they would admit to being a bit moodier than uh, the Western peeps, actually. I think they would. I think they are, to be clear. <laughs> I think they I are think moodier. That, I think that at the moment, I think we have to forgive any moodiness they might have. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, warring and on. But they've been in plenty of wars along the way, too. Well, I know. But, I mean, usually, usually it's, you know, in a war situation, it tends to be, especially in that big a country, uh, you know, a staggering percent of the country... It has nothing to do with the war. The draft is uh, ha- has been used to a certain extent as a punishment for people who like you know, and it, it's it's mm. there's a lot of bad stuff going on there. You know, I think that I think that for me, it. I mean, again, like I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. I just sort of can repeat some of the stuff, some of the stuff I've heard, and it feels like it's a bad bad situation. Oh yeah, that's for sure though. But uh, that was that was a very really <laughs> dumbing it down. But I just mean that I think that it's it's um, I think that um, I think it is probably uh, for certain people. Uh, even you know you, you could say the war is in the Ukraine or whatever you want to call that, the invasion or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for some people in Russia, you know, if, if you're of around that age where you could be drafted, you know, it it, it it it's not like things are you know great there either for them. Uh, that's very interesting, actually. I mean, um, I needed to hear that. I think. Well, there you go. You know, and no one else would have said it. So, well on you. That kind well, of information you. doesn't really travel here, you know. It's uh, mostly no. I you know, mean, I, th- I just, I just think that it's, it's, uh, it's. Um... Even the Russians I know are super pro Ukraine, uh, so it's, it's like I don't have any word from the other side, really. So it's that's why it's no. interesting no. to hear that. Actually, right. of course, it's a charged topic, but you know, it at is. least you and me are not oh, well, involved personally in any of this. Not really. No, but I, I mean, I, spectators. I, have, I have friends of the friends of the family who uh, who, uh, mm. who who are involved. I have uh, friends of friends who are involved, and um, definitely like uh, what's the word uh, second degree, I guess. Yeah, and also like when, you, when you when you have this sort of this huge sort of situation, not particularly far from where you are. I mean, we're not not involved. Uh, you know, not all the way out. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's worth keeping. In, it's worth it's worth trying to keep track of way more than I have, obviously, because I you know I'm as you can anyone listening can tell, but. Um, yeah, I no, I haven't that, been uh, talking about that stuff for a long time now. So, so we've, we've also we've also sort of you know we we, I think that you know when we've not really we sort of not mentioned this kind of stuff on air, but I think when you have a song literally called Mother Russia, yeah, it's Mother Russia. You know, it's hard to it it, it it seems to be, you'd be sort of remiss not to mention it at all. And of course, this from an era that I've you know, uh, I know a little bit more about because I, mm-hmm. I've been in plenty of uh, ex-Soviet countries. Uh, and in Russia, and uh, talk to people, you know, it's not that long ago that it was Soviet, uh, but it's not Soviet anymore, so it's something that no. you can, it's, it's a bit easier to to get informed on. What do you think about Soviet, Fatima? You The USSR? <laughs> um, you know, the thing is that I, I wasn't born even then, so I don't have a real opinion on this one, but from the things I've heard and read, which are not a lot, I feel it's very, it's really some shit a thing you can do to humankind. Like, you know, believing that all people like belong to this government and to this big idea, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's very uh, unhuman, in my opinion, to do this. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. And I see a lot of effects, after effects from this too. Uh, mm-hmm. But carry on. I've never been to Russia, but, uh, you know, in my mind, it's... I don't know why why it is reason, <laughs> but uh, in my mind it's just like um, like Russians are the Germans of Asia. 
from outside they look like you know if they are uh, angry people and they're really serious they are so uh-huh. much into war and you know being aggressive and everything but if i guess that you know if you just um go uh, among the people you'll see that they are they can be warm friendly people and politics is something that is related to the people of that country but is not all about the people yeah yeah and you know that now for sure yeah definitely because you know um the leaders in our country have a lot of uh, relationships with um the russian government so um we can i think really under uh, feel it very well that what Ru- uh, what role russia has played in iran and um in the you know previous years um and in the islamic republic whole thing and even now right i i now feel urged to ask a stupid question what would you think if steve harris wrote a mother persia for the next record <laughs> if <he's, laughs> you know, sorry I about that he, i just had to considering how steve Harris lyrics now these days uh i think it would write these tons and tons and tons of pages that you couldn't even remember what the lyrics were <laughs> but you'd still be okay with it i guess mm. he could have a shout at it uh, there's no song about sweden there's just invaders uh, it's always it's usually like historical stuff right but uh, persia is super old isn't it one of the oldest cultures on the earth yeah i guess it's really old um like five thousand years of uh kings only and in alexander the great i think they uh named darius which is one of the um kings one of the ancient kings in iran and yeah, yeah. um i don't remember the exact line but he uh, in one section he just names persia Yeah, exactly. That's and, I think, third. and I think Macedonia rhymes with it. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. That could be it. But I mean, like war history geeks, they always always love talking about uh, ancient uh, Persia. Oh no no no! I checked the lyrics. It's like in three hundred thirty-four BC, he utterly beat the armies of Persia. Is that part oh. of <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, wow, that's hard to hard to squeeze in there. <laughs> Poor Bruce. This is gonna be a real real <laughs> chore to sing when he ever gets around doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. To tame a land with you know the Gongaba or whatever it is. Yeah, that's the easier, king of Caladan in the Ring of Lagadan. Yeah, Steve. Steve is a. To tame a land is a good one. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that one. To Tamil Land is great, yeah. I liked Alexander the Great a lot too. It's a bit silly at the end there with the fever, but uh, I like that song a lot. It's a great, great the, song. Um, yeah. Much better than Mother Russia, both of those songs. Yeah, that's, that's for also, sure. That's, that's also the also thing, Mother Russia at the end of an album, what's on the end of the previous records? Like, you have only The Good Die Young, which is a really cool uh, upbeat nice. outro. You have uh, Alexander the Great, you have Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, you have To Tamil Land, you have Halloween and Aim, like, and here comes Mother Russia. That kind of says it all, right? Let's go ahead and blaze through the last bit of it so we can yes, get done with yes. this. <laughs> and, are, uh, and are we done with the... We, we pretty much addressed all the lyrics, right? Yeah, there's a lot of... He does He does mention Mother Russia a few more times, right? Dance of the Dancing stars. This, hold no, up just, your heads. Just repeating it. Hold up your heads. Be proud of who you are. Now it has come freedom at last. <laughs> that was one. <laughs> That's the best one. I agree with you, Fatima. Now it has come the freedom at last. <laughs> Yeah, well, here it goes because in this, uh, hold your head, be proud of, be proud of, be proud of the heights are. of history. Now, the next bit 
Next, next sort of uh, bit of uh, chunk of uh, lyrics. Hold up your heads, and in case you've forgotten from me having just mentioned it, remember who you are. <laughs> yeah, and also that's one thing actually that I should mention about the lyrics because this I in- initially reacted to even as a kid. How it ends, kind of, he's questioning them and being critical at the end. Uh, can can you be happy now? Your people are free. That sounds like a, you know a, a challenging question. Like, uh, yeah, can you be happy? You said you said old Russians. That's what I hear, you know, or heard as a kid. Anyway, I think I can understand what people might 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 not have might have sort of. <laughs> can you be been happy? annoyed by this? Can you really be happy? Yeah. Now your people are free, but you're still not going to be happy. That's what I hear, right? I'm sure he thought he was being very edgy and very like, Ooh, but that's not what was happening. So this would have been awesome had it not been lifted so so straight from. Seven Sun, which is so such a better track. Yeah. And a bit of synth here also. This track has a few synth parts. I think there's is it three songs on this record that have synth? Uh, Running Silence perhaps also has synth. I think so. So this is like half the song, this breakdown. Well, I'm fine with that, considering what we had. What else was there? Okay, this riff I like. I have to say, I really like this riff. Yeah. Or lead, maybe it is. Yeah. This is this is really cool. Like this, what a waste to have this here. I think this is Dave, and now go listen to Dave solo and Seven Seven. Yeah, it's similarities. Here so comes Adrian. Similar. No, uh, Yannick. Yannick. Adrian is Yannick. not here. Adrian is not around. Adrian ate on this one. Yannick, pretty good, but Yannick is a lot less crazy on this record, you know, new kid, which I think is a good thing. Back to David. And this is so much like Adrian's solo on Similar phrasing, right? Yeah. And then a bit of the diminished stuff. Then. We do, do, we do, do, which they rarely use, but they use that in uh, in Seven Sun. Especially this part. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely not wrong. And then it slows down too early to me. Now it slows down. It's like sudden. Like what? What? You were gonna yeah, go well, epic and yeah, for a minute. The whole instrumental <laughs> section and the solos are the best part of the song. I agree. Agreed. I agree. Agreed. To- totally agree. The thing is. Except for maybe these verses, all, all of the singing really, nothing is really that bad, but it's just so silly put together. And the cliche, me- and the cliche melody that comes again now is, again, very cliche. They could have reworked this into a, a cool instrumental. Like That would have uh, been a better choice, yeah. There was one on Killers, I think it was uh, Genghis Khan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah something, something like that, yeah. 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 It would have been way better as an instrumental. And I think Russians would be happier as well. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, ev- no everyone lyrics would be happier. to no lyrics to offend or uh, uh, what was the word again? Insult. Insult. I wonder if there's anyone out there who is like screaming at their, you know, their computer right now because they actually they love this song. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sure there is actually. I've seen well, they, on, they, Twitter, they, on Twitter. Touch, I've, on Twitter, I've seen a lot of uh, like, oh, Madrasha, blah blah blah, and I've always been like, oh, oh okay, wait till we do that episode because. Are they, are they saying? Uh, Let's we see. haven't been in direct contact, but I've just seen it mentioned like, wow, by the way, Mother Russia is amazing. So how, how could you even think that? 
it's a it's a very very poor song in my opinion very very poor oh, song. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, just as as a whole, you know, in a bit, you know, uh, like we talked about Fear of the Dark, right? It has uh, good songs, but as an album, as a whole album, it's a crap album. Yeah. And this is a similar thing because half of the song I I think is good, but the yeah. the the way it's put together makes a crap song. They just wasted the good ideas with the shitted lyrics and vocals. Yeah, like that was really cool. That could have been something, and but that has to be the start of something that continues for a while, not like for a minute and then silly stuff, silly stuff. Yeah, and it's an interesting song to do though. Yeah, because it's about like an empire, a big empire, and it's a long time since Sweden was involved in any of that kind of revolutionary empire stuff. It's been pretty trodding on slow for a long time now. But like 500 years ago, it was wild. But now we're kind of, a, you know, safe players up here. So uh, so this episode was a bit, uh, it's a bit of a journey to do with, uh, you know, huge conflicts and stuff that I couldn't even imagine experiencing really. Uh, I mean, like Soviet, there was plenty of like genocide and shit going on over there. Uh, how could I know? Really, how could I know? But I'm sure if I knew, I still wouldn't like this song. <laughs> I think if you knew, yeah. you would like the song even less. Probably, <laughs> like you with Dr. Dr. D. Dr. D. <laughs> made you like <laughs> the Alchemist even less. Yeah. Uh, and this is my house. Maybe that should be our new opening line. Welcome to Made no. to See. My name is Dr. <laughs> D and this is my house. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I, uh, I think no. But if you, do, if you want to do it, we can do it. I'll do it. Every time. Yeah. Okay. He had, uh, oh, he had eight children. That's a lot. That's a fair bit, yeah. Yep. So, Tiamu, what's on rotation? Uh, I think in the you know in the recent months I haven't listened to much music compared to how much I used to listen to music, and Maiden is still present in my set list in my lists and everything, and um, it's a little bit of classical. Mm. And so I need name drop a little bit of classical then, if you're so inclined, like uh, composers, you know. Composers, I've. Listen to a little bit of Wagner and Mozart is always present for me. Listen to a little bit of Oh yeah, I remember that guy. That's more smooth, right? Yeah, if you compare it to, for example, Wagner, which is way much, you know, darker. Uh, yeah, a bigger sounds like a lot of horns. Mm-hmm. 
Eric, rotation. We've done it a lot, so we probably don't have much to add. But well, I have a little bit, but also I should want to read one more thing I just read here uh-huh. about and Doctor this is, D. This is, yeah, about <laughs> John D. This is his and house. Just like yeah, this is his house. Uh, no, this sounds like makes him sound like a horrible person to hang out with, because if someone, anyone, if you're going to meet someone, they're described this way, you would not think you're in for a good time. It says D was an an intense Christian. Intense. Does not Christian. sound fun. He was intense. Like how, how is he? Oh, he's intense. He's Christian. Like that doesn't sound intense like a fun. Intense Christian does not sound super fun. No, you no, want like you a, want a, a laid back Christian. The, it seems like you're pointing it out to warn people about it. Again, of course, this is a Wikipedia article. He's been dead for quite a while. Not, this is not a Tinder profile. Uh, but but still, it was an he, intense like, Christian. Yeah, it was intense Christian. Doesn't sound fun. Anyway, um, intense religious doesn't sound fun. No, yeah, it seems like it seems like uh, like oh, like when you have to point out, it's, he's intense. Like he's a bit religious. That's fine. I can agree with that. That sounds like this is a real chore of a human being to be around. Like some potato head person that thinks he has to lead other people to have a yeah. Yes, that's uh, exactly it. <laughs> so, do you like the alchemist more or less with this new fact? <laughs> It made it a little bit more interesting, but the lyrics are still shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, so actually, uh, yesterday, uh, the first part of three of the new Smashing Pumpkins album came out, and it's it's uh, it's a thirty-three song uh, sort of a uh, sort of a rock opera situation. So the first eleven songs dropped. Three releases. Today. Yes, three releases, but it, it, physical. One physical release. That's going to be in April when it's all done. One physical. Uh, gotcha. So that was really cool. I really been digging that. Uh, if you're a Smash Pumpkins fan, I think you'll enjoy that. Um, the album is called Autumn, uh, and uh, you can pick anything from there. I have a question of curiosity. Is it like uh, Billy C runs the show, that type of band? Like he's the be-all, end-all of that band and can switch out musicians. And like uh, He doesn't need anyone to do Smashing Pumpkins, uh, or is it more like a team effort? Uh, I think that it used to be more him. Uh, I mean, I think he writes everything, frankly. Mm-hmm. Now that he has most of the original band back, that he's more inclined to try to try to keep that together and try to make it work. Because there's something you know, a few years ago when he re, when they restarted the band, it was just him and the drummer were the only two original members, and you could feel something you know is missing. I, is he the easiest person to work with? Probably not. Uh, no, I'm uh, thinking but, could I mean, it be like a, dyna- uh, a dynamic of uh, Porcupine Tree type dynamic because uh, Stephen Wilson yeah. writes everything, but there is there are band members. They're not hired guns, right? But it's Steven's show. Is it something like that? Maybe. I think so, but I think also like I think that on the record, again, I don't, I don't know uh, what it. Uh, uh, oftentimes, it'll, he's credited as the. Um, well, let, let me. That's interesting. Let me take a look actually here. What what it says. He, I think a lot of times he does give credit to the whole, uh, to the whole band, even though it's probably just him mostly doing it. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. I can fill in uh, with my Smashing Pumpkin story. Uh, yeah, I, do it. One of my first time uh, working as a local stagehand, you know, uh, like a roadie, but you're not on the road, but you're doing roadie type stuff, moving boxes mm-hmm. and stuff. I worked for Live Nation, uh, EMA, EMA Tailstar Live Nation. I don't know what the name was then. I worked uh, one of my first shows that I moved boxes for. Was and actually I moved an electric piano too and uh, some food to their to their <laughs> backstage, but that was a Smashing Pumpkins show. It was actually a great show. Which one was that? That would have been Circus. Oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, that was a good one. It was good, right? Yeah. Right. I had heard nothing really. I mean, everyone knows like that they're quite big, so everyone's heard something. But I didn't really yeah. know anything, and I, I liked the show. I liked the the, the instrument setup. I think was nice, like uh, nice layerings. I'm perusing through stuff here. It looks to see. It seems to be most of the time. It's he's the sole 
uh, he, 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 he writes most of the stuff, put it that way. Yeah, so let's say, probably like a Stephen Wilson dynamic then, you know. Yeah, right. yeah. Band yeah. members matter, but not as much as yeah. the band leader. Yeah, but again, again like I, said, I think he probably was a lot a lot bigger of a pain in the ass in the 90s. Um, yeah, he's kind of famous know, for that, but I mean, when I've seen interviews and stuff, I don't think it came off that, you know, that annoying to me at all. No, I, I, th I think nowadays they're better at talking with, you know, they're adults and they're not, you know, and they're, they're better at talking about the shit and they, that's how they work things out rather than, you know, uh, when they were, you know, pretentious, right, kids. That's what I've been doing. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It was great um, to be here after such a long walk with Swiss Shirley. And uh, I hope to see you again uh, further down the road. We have we have we have quite a few songs left, even though we don't have many letters left. So we'll probably find some. Nine letters. Nine letters. Nine letters. After yeah. we're done with M. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, some huge letters. Look at W, for example. W is a tuk 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 tuk, and uh, but actually plenty of good stuff in the late part of the alphabet, you know. S T R. What do we have in W? I just remember when the wild wind blows. Where it goes there, where the wild wind blows. Oh. Rack child, writing on the wall. Wasted years. Wasted years. Wasted years. You say wildest dreams. Common first letter because you have all the you know question words: where, who, what. I don't think any song starts with who or what, but you know. Why eagles there? <laughs> all right, so. Until next time, of the irons. Skull from the north, and? And the Persian thing is going to sound really strange, but Pesalomati. What does it mean? It means cheers. Cheers, I guess, right? <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I should just explain. Is, uh, is, uh, is alcohol part of the Persian culture? It is, maybe. Um, yeah, I think it's... I'm not uh, a person of drinking alcohol, so I'm not sure, but uh, as far as I've heard and seen, it's this is Pesalomati. Yeah. but I mean it's, it's, it's been generally like historically it's been okay to drink or uh, yeah. yeah yeah even now many people drink it's just illegal yeah that that I know because that I asked you last time but I didn't, I didn't know if it was part of the you know historical culture like when we say skål you know it's a kind of an ancient word that's been used mm -hmm. for for drinking you know? yeah. good to have you back and let's look at a Sanjutsu track as well for um, for um, for the future yes for the future Speaking of the future, please, for um, when the wild wind blows, bring someone who loves the song. Don't do it like how you did Death of the Celts. <laughs>
the world as we know it will be coming to an end. Have you heard? Have you heard? He sees them in the distance when the darkened clouds roll. He could feel tension in the atmosphere. Come in, Dacho. To sit and wait around for something to occur Did you know? Did you know? As he stares across the garden looking at the meadows Wonders if they'll ever grow again The desperation of the situation getting graver Getting ready when the wild wind blows Told you to just sing it. <laughs> <laughs>